welcome in. Good to have you. Bill Michael Show, hour number two. Welcome to everybody on the network all throughout the great state of Wisconsin. Packers coming up on Sunday night. You got Wisconsin and Marquette out at the Kohl Center tomorrow. You got some of the conference championships beginning tonight, Washington and Oregon, and the rest of them tomorrow. I, I mean, just what a sports weekend. Bucks are back home after the ugly loss down in Chicago. If you are out and about and you're looking for a meal or you want to take something home, this uh, portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Big Boar Barbecue in La Crosse, right there in West Salem. Great stuff. Lunches, dinners, catering, family-owned, has been for a long time. But if you're looking for it, maybe you want to send something to your office and just say, hey, I want to say thanks for a, a, a job well done in 2023. Call them, 608-612-0387, or simply go to BigBoarBBQ.com. Their ribs, the brisket, the pulled pork, fantastic. I am a coleslaw connoisseur, and they've got really good coleslaw, too. Some places, too vinegary and uh, too bitter. Nah, nah, I don't want to do that. But uh, the coleslaw they have there is really, really good. That and the mac and cheese, big-time stuff. So, But they're just great people. You just want to support good local businesses that have really good people. So they're one of them. Again, go to Big Boar Barbecue, Big Boar Barbecue, BigBoarBBQ.com, and see all that they have to offer right out there in West Salem. So good stuff, good stuff. 877-867-1670. Dennis says, going back to what uh, Joe Barry had to say, he said, let's be clear, the success of the Packers defense is mostly because of the individual talent that uh, Goody has acquired, like Gary Smith, Walker Clark, and many others, not the inept conservative vanilla schemes and play calling of Joe Barry. Dennis, you can't say that. You can't. You, You can't give the credit to the players and blame the coach when things go go wrong. And then when things go wrong, it's just the coach, it's not the players that you just gave credit to. You can't do that. It's all it's all encompassing. Every guy has to do his job. I know you hate Joe Barry. I know you hate Matt LaFleur. I get it. But you'd be a hypocrite if you said only the bad plays, only when a team walks the ball down the field is it Joe Barry's fault. But yet when the defense plays good, it's all the individual efforts. It has to go hand in hand. Has to. Has to. So last night, perfect example. You watch that Cowboys game. And early on in that contest, especially like for like the first two and a half quarters, the, the, the Seahawks did a great job of putting pressure on Dak Prescott. And he had a good game, don't get me wrong, but he was under pressure. He was on the move. They got to him at times. And then just after half, Mike McCarthy kind of flipped the script a little bit. There was more plays with Dak Prescott on the move, getting outside of the pocket, creating. And I thought it was because I thought to myself, what are they going to do to stop the pass rush? And granted, they did a couple of, uh, you know, keeping the tight end in and, and such, but and, and blitz pickup coming from uh, the running back uh, was solid too. But I thought, because Geno Smith did the same thing. They had quite a few rollouts, little quick hitters that would go for 5, 10 yards, keep moving the chains. But that's kind of what they did with, with Dak Prescott. So, again, people look at it and go, man, Dak had a great game. But you also have to look at what Mike McCarthy called in the second half of that game when Dak was getting pressure in his face that all of a sudden – he was standing like a statue in the pocket, and the pocket was collapsing on him. So Mike said, let's roll him out. Let's put him on the move a little bit. And also, then what that did was a couple of the out patterns to the running back 
it was it was made to look as if Dak was going to roll out, so they started collapsing on Dak. That left some of the areas open. They had a co- had a couple of quick hitters. So it it, it was coaching. It, it people want to give it all to Dak. Dak handled the pressure. Well, they also made some changes when it came to play calling too. You know, so it it has to go hand in hand. You can't just give credit to the players when things are good and the coaching sucks when things are bad, you know? So, uh, Andre says, Valentine has the energy and the potential to be great. Energy, yes. Potential, I don't know. I'd love to see it. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. But I, uh, I, I like, it's not even the energy. I like a swagger. From the first day he got the start, right after Rasul Douglas was traded. You know, I liked it. Liked it. 877-867-1670. About an hour away, uh, going to get kind of the eye on the enemy, so to speak. Uh, Soren Petro is going to be joining us from 810. Uh, Kansas City Radio Station is going to be talking to us about what's going on down there in KC. So we'll get with him on that kind of an eye on the enemy if you will so we're going to do that coming up here in about eh, 50 minutes so hang in there top of the next hour also like i said jerry kramer hall of famer uh in the last hour of the program today no mike clements today by the way unless mike calls in from some kind of a practice or something but there is a uh, broadcaster's luncheon it takes place this friday of every year and it's a bunch of people that have been in the broadcast business in milwaukee and throughout the state of wisconsin and they all get together. They all have uh, lunch down at Saz's, and Mike is always invited to that. We've always been invited, but we can never go. We're on the air. But Mike's always been invited to that, so Mike always takes his Friday off and heads down there and kind of reminisces with people that have been in the biz for a long, long time. So uh, no Mike Clemens today. However, we will be talking with Jerry Kramer. So the only type of uh, person that we can fill in the void with uh, for Mike Clemens would be a Hall of Famer from the Green Bay Packers, and that's going to be Jerry Kramer. So I'm excited about that today. I'm excited about that. Uh, Bob says, uh, why does the media ask stupid questions that they know they're not going to get answers to? Like, what is your scheme going to be against Kansas City coming up this weekend? Bob, that's the first time I've ever heard a criticism of the media for asking a relevant question. Now, you're, you, there's certain things. It's like um, when things are bad. Well, why don't they hammer LaFleur more? Well, you know, you I think we got some bugs in in Bill's system. Bill will be right back. He's got to reset. I was just screening a call off the air, uh, and I noticed Bill's voice <laughs> straight up disappeared. Uh, Bill might just. Well, what are the odds that Bill just doesn't come back? He's like, oh, I'll just start my Friday early. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't get the internet to <laughs> to come back on. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. If you want to, uh, if you want to give us a call, Brett and Lacrosse is here. I was screening uh, Brett's call. Brett, why don't we just chat until Bill comes back? Okay, what's going on? Welcome. Hey, how's it going, Grant? Oh, it's going good. What did you think? What were you going to well, add to this Packers conversation? I assume you wanted to talk oh, to Bill. Sorry you got me in the meantime. No, no, it's all good because I like you more than I like Bill, which is that's weird. Not, that's not uh, true. No, it is true. But uh, beyond that, um, I just wanted to talk to my, my boy A.A. Ron is about to come back 
uh, and and have a record-setting Achilles injury recovery. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there talking crap. Uh, if you've ever seen the New York media, those guys are going nuts, uh, which is insane. But all of a sudden, if, if you turn around and Kirk Cousins does it because he did the same operation, mm-hmm. then what do these guys have to say? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, but I also wanted to share everybody in, in the lacrosse area. Um, I'm not going to say where I work, but anyway, we're doing this campaign called Joyous Sharing, uh, where we're actually collecting toys, food, and monetary donations at uh, Onalaska Festival Food today. All right. Um, basically, we're going and, and we're going to get all of this stuff. We're uh, partnered with a, a bunch of places here in the local area in Lacrosse, and we're going to give these gifts and stuff to kids in need and families in need. So I know that, you know, Grant, you were from Lacrosse previously. Yeah, Lacrosse is home. Um, WKTY, well, all our that, listeners, I mean, are, they can go to the, the festival in Onalaska, you said today? Festival in Onalaska today until 6.30 p.m., monetary, toys, uh, food donations. I will take uh, gently used coats, stuff like that. Sure. And then we're going to give it out to the local community that Grant used to live in. Uh, um, so, you know, it, it's a feel good thing. No matter who I work for, uh, it, it's something that everybody this holiday season can get behind. No so matter, no matter which quarterback we prefer, message. Jordan Lover, Aaron Rodgers? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, all day. Every day, gotcha. can't wait to whip out the old Rogers Jets jersey. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Alan Lazard will not be a healthy scratch. He will be back, and he will be a main part of the offense for the last four games of the season. They, he probably will be, and I, I don't know if that's a good thing. Brett, I appreciate you. Good luck at the, uh, the festival earlier today, or I guess throughout the day. Six until six o'clock, you said the festival in Alaska for WKTY listeners go. Uh, Go make a donation on the on the show's behalf, whether it's non-perishable food items, uh, gently used clothes, like you said. So I thought Bill's internet went out. Bill, t- <laughs> Bill texted me, electric went out, have to go to the generator. It'll take a minute to get internet up and running. And I said, wait, like the power in your house went out? He goes, the entire block. There was a big boom, <laughs> maybe accident or transformer. <laughs> what? What is going on? So the power at Bill's house went out his entire block. I just figured his internet cord got unplugged. <laughs> if I was Bill, don't tell him I said this. If I was Bill, I'd just be like, oh, sorry, uh, power's out. Nothing I can do. I talk to you Monday. Grant, can you take care of the rest of the show? I'm going to start my weekend just a little early. The entire block. Well, this is going to make for a good story when we get Bill back on. Sarin Petro is going to join us at noon. Little eye on the enemy. He posts a Kansas City radio show on Sports Radio 810. And he does a lot of podcasting work with our guy, Eric Eager, who's a big Chiefs fan. So I sent him a text the other night, said, hey, you know Eric, we know Eric. Would you come on, give us the lowdown on the Chiefs? So he's going to join us at noon. And then as Bill said a couple of times, Jerry Kramer is going to be here for a couple of segments in the final hour of the show, in the one o'clock hour, talk about his new book. I mean, we can... We could talk about a million things. We could tell lots of stories and, and hear lots of stories with Jerry Kramer. So he's just about 
uh, an hour and a half away as well. We're going to talk to him coming up at one o'clock. We'll take your tweets, your texts, your comments, your calls. I think Bill's power is is going to be good to go. We're going to take a break and come back, and hopefully Bill will be ready to jo- be ready to join us. No, it's not my internet. Uh, all of the power on my entire block went out. I figured maybe the mice chewed through one of one of his internet cables, his electric cables. But no, it's it's the whole damn block. Maybe the quarry. I would imagine that Bill will probably have a good story for us coming up here after the break. So let's take our three minute break. We'll come back again. Uh, Sir and Petro to talk Chiefs in about 45 minutes. Jerry Kramer to join us later on in the show. Bill Michael's going to join us. Hopefully he gets power back. We're going to take a three minute break. Bill will join us uh, and resume hosting the show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin sports zone radio network in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. There's an all-new Pottawatomie Casino Hotel where there's a table waiting for you at 12 bars and restaurants, a winning seat at 40 table games or 3,000 slot machines, plus the thrill of bingo, full-service sports betting, and more. Are you ready to spark something new? Light up your senses at Pottawatomie Casino Hotel. Explore more at PaysBig.com. Ho, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 12-31-2023. Welcome. Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michaels Show. We're back. We're back. I did hear the end of the uh, the last break too, by the way, Grant. So. <laughs> I could I could have just said, you know, I don't know what happened, but we're we're done for the day. Yeah. Uh, but no, we're back. Uh, in this portion, brought to you by our friends. Last night, I had told you, and I don't know if you saw the pictures of it, but uh, and I posted it on all the pl- pl- platforms. But great night last night. Sat down and watched the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Decorated the Christmas tree, built the fire, had a few beverages, and we grilled. Some uh, some of the chicken from uh, Robert Specialty Meats in Waukesha last night, and just it was perfect, perfect, perfect night last night. Relaxing, was wonderful. And if you are uh, looking for whether it's tailgate fare, if you want to place an order for say Christmas ham, Christmas turkey, or you just want some really good you know meat from your hometown butcher, whether it's ribs on a stick, the garlic parm uh, skewers, uh, the Al Capone roast, the Al Capone sausages. All really, really good. And a lot of Wisconsin-based products, cheeses and such, right there in Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. That's Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com on Sunset Drive 
in Waukesha. And the best part about it is Robert uh, Paul Roberts actually told me to tell you that he uh, they cater. So whether it's a Christmas party, which they're kind of booked up, but they still have some availability, or something after Christmas, something going into the new year, they can do that too. So just give them a shout. Again, robertsspecialtymeetswaukesha.com. Good stuff. Good, good stuff from Paul Roberts. So, yeah, um, basically what happened, and I think I, I heard you read the text because it was amazing. The generator kicked in within a matter of uh, two minutes, and that that's great. That's exactly what it's supposed to do here, but it takes the Internet a little bit longer to reboot so it took about five minutes and i don't know what happened to be honest but there was a boom and in instantaneous just the minute you heard the boom the the power went out and that was it so i i don't and then it eventually came back on as the generator had already kicked on and we started getting power again but then the lights came back on and everything was good but i don't know if it was a transformer i don't know if there was a car accident couldn't tell you but uh, it, it everything went out because the reason I know that it was the block because the neighbor next to me and behind me both have Christmas lights. They leave them on 24-7. And when I looked out, their lights were off and the neighbor's lights were off. And then when the light, when the power popped back on after about five minutes after the generator was running, then their lights were back on. So I knew that we were back, back online. But, yeah, probably a transformer. Maybe a squirrel was hiding nuts up in a transformer or something and psh, boom something went down but whatever it was man it was it was a, uh, a rattling boom that that kind of shook the house so there you have it uh but we're back we're back and uh i did so I, so the next time something happens and suddenly you text me and say hey I, I can't make it back on i'm i'm done should i just take that as the note of saying hey you know power went out i i don't know what to do i you know well, that's what I thought. If I were you, I'd be like, well, the gen- the generator's not kicking on. I- I'm working on it, Grant, but I, I might not be it's able to continue the sh- Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my the God. Only time, uh, the only time that's ever happened where I could not go back on the air was, I don't think it's ever happened with you and I, right? No, you've always, anytime you've disconnected, you've come right back. Yeah. I don't think it's ever happened with you and I, but uh, I, the only time that I can ever remember just completely being off the air was when we got hit by lightning and it fried everything. It fried the uh, tie line. It fried the equipment. It fried the computers. It fried me. It fried everything. Uh, that's the only time I can re- ever remember going Which, off the air and not being able to get back on. And Evo mentioned this this morning. Wasn't that the last time you had Jerry Kramer on the show? <laughs> was it? Um, I, that's a great qu- No, no, no. We had Jerry Kramer on the show – I want to say in Miami just before COVID because he had gone into the Hall of Fame and then he was, yeah, we had Jerry Kramer on the show in Miami and uh, at Super Bowl. Okay. So that was right as COVID hit. That was, we were standing in line to go through security uh, when, and I told the story a thousand times, but when Kobe Bryant had passed away. And front page of the USA Today was Kobe Bryant's crash. And there was a little blurb off to the side in that little side, left-hand side column that said, uh, what was it, one Kung Fu, I have no idea what the hell it was, Kung Fu Panda, I don't know. Wang, Wang Fu or whatever it was. Wang Chung? Everybody Wang Wang Chung tonight? Everybody was Wang Chunging tonight. No, whatever, whatever they called it out of something China. There was a 
something, a bacteria or an infection. Oh, in Wuhan? Sick. Wuhan. Yeah, Thank okay. I, get it off to- <laughs> I had no clue. if I didn't know it was COVID-related. It's like, okay, I actually liked the movie Kung Fu Panda, so I thought maybe that had something to do. But no, it's Wuhan. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It was in Wuhan, China, and there was this little blurb in the paper. And I remember we're standing in line in security, and everybody's talking about Kobe. And Mike says, we need to pay attention to that. And that's how I know we when it happened, because it was the Super Bowl as we were starting to learn more about Wuhan, China, and whatever escaped, whatever bacteria or whatever escaped there that was then going to become a pandemic. And uh, Mike said to me, he said, we got to pay attention to that. That that could happen. And I, we all kind of went, nah, whatever. That's, you know, maybe people get sick, but not, we never thought the world was going to close down for over a year. And uh, and we were not, you know, we were all going to be housebound. But that's the last time that I talked to Jerry Kramer, uh, where I interviewed him. I've seen Jerry once or twice since, but where we've actually had him on the air. So you, the three, the last three times you've talked to Jerry Kramer, once you got struck by lightning, the other was the very beginning of a global <laughs> pandemic. And then today... Your entire block loses power. Okay. Yeah, the, the whole block blew up. Just so. keeping track. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah, you could pretty much expect some type of either major or major, minor calamity to happen if we announce that we have Jerry Kramer coming on the program. So, <laughs> uh, you're correct. Thank you for reminding me of that. Uh, I don't know whether that makes me want to have Jerry Kramer on more because I just want to see if we're going to keep up the streak or less to keep keep our life sane one of the two which by the way we're keeping track another thing to add to the list of things that mike clemens was right about early he was right about the pandemic and he was right about malik heath it would seem so that's he's two for two yeah he was right about malik heath you're correct mike's got that he's got that spidey sense man he's got that spidey he you know you, you know and for those that don't know that i mean it used to be back in the uh the cartoon days of spider man they'd always he would always say my spidey senses are tingling Mike still uses that. When Mike came over the other day, he was talking about, I can't remember what he was talking about, something he had a thought for. Oh, I know what it was. He was talking about the upper management of uh, the Packers before Mark Murphy uh, took over. And we were going back to those days. We were talking about some of the things that had happened that we had noticed behind the scenes. And Mike said, yeah, at that point in time, my spidey senses went up. And I kind of thought to myself in that very moment that Mike uh, (laughs) – He, he, he digs deep into the uh, the old cliches, so to speak, and st- sticks with them. So, <laughs> No, the mice did not chew through the wires. That was good news. Uh, Rick says, weren't you in western Wisconsin when you got nailed by the lightning? I was. We were at Wild Ridge Golf Course. We were in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Or Eau Claire. Eau Claire. Excuse me. Eau Claire. We were in uh, Eau Claire uh, for the Junior Achievement Golf Outing. And every year when they did that golf outing, and I don't know if they still do it anymore, but every year when they did it, they would always bring in a speaker. One year it was Frankie Winters, then it was Paul Kaufman. Uh, there was a couple other Packers uh, that had, had done it. And that year, uh, Jerry Kramer had just, that was his first appearance after being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Because it's always the first or second week of August. And he had just been inducted into football's Hall of Fame. And uh, that was his first appearance. So it was a big deal. I mean, it, it, that thing had sold out and there were people everywhere and then that little tiny storm cell came, and boom, next thing you know, history's made. So that was it. Yeah. Um, David says, I've been listening long enough now to know that uh, a few times the generators had to kick on worth its weight in gold. You'd be surprised. Now, at, at, at like big buildings, 
like where you're at, Grant, at our home mothership out there at Midwest Family Broadcasting in, in Madison, Wisconsin. The minute it switches on immediately, there is very little lag time. Like it's an on-off situation. Like you flip a switch down, flip it back on. Me, I have to actually flip the switch to start the generator. I have to get up, go over to the window, walk outside on the on the balcony, flip the switch to the generator, and boom, fires up. And then, you know, once it gets going and running, then you've got your internet and all that stuff. Whereas in the building that, Grant, you're in, it would be on almost instantaneously. Here it takes, I don't know, anywhere from three to five minutes to get it up and running. So, anyway. Uh, 877-867-1670. I've gone on long enough about generators and lightning strikes and all that kind of good stuff. So stay stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up, and it's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Today, a uh, good friend, Jeff Stoley. Jeff Stoll and Alicia Stoll from Stoley's Hog Alley. Stoll's old 109. They got tremendous fish fries this weekend. Uh, it's a holiday season, but it doesn't mean you can't get a good fish fry. Oh, outstanding. And that salt, that salted rye bread they have is, is just awesome. It's a reason to go there. Uh, whether it's the burgers, the pizzas, the fish fries, they got it all. Stoley's Hog Alley at Lake Country in Oconomowoc, right there in Summit on Venice Beach Road or Stoll's Old 109 in Watertown on County Road R. Both of them, both places, just awesome. Go there and watch the games. Go there and have good food. Go there and see good friends. Both places, just fantastic. And the hospitality is uh, is awesome as well. So I uh, can't say thanks enough to our friends at Stoley's Hog Alley and Stoll's Old 109, and they also have customer appreciation parties coming up. For the holiday season, make sure you make it out to both. Not one, but to both. There you have it. 877-867-1670. Uh, Ryan says, listening to Joe Barry go back and forth with the media. One, he sounds like he has a smile on his face. Of course. He then says, but I don't think the pass rush is actually getting to the quarterback. It's just hurrying up the quarterback. So maybe it's a skewed number. Ryan, uh, appreciate the email. But, Ryan, the, the – it. It's pass rush. It's just keeping a quarterback under pressure in less than two and a half seconds. That's what it is, is getting to a quarterback, taking them off their mark, making them throw the ball early, uh, making them move out of the pocket. Whatever it happens to be, the pass rush. Now, I, I'm sure there's you know other things they take into account when they go through that, but the pass rush is not just sacks and hits. I mean, it's all of it. It's quarterback hurries, quarterback sacks, quarterback the quarterback that has to get rid of the ball in less than two and a half seconds. Also, the quarterback that then has to get off of his spot in less than two and a half seconds, put him on, putting them on the run. So it's all of that combined. I, I don't know what the criteria is, but it, it's I, I get the sense that some people are looking for this to say, well, it's not a real statistic. It's, you know, well, it's because of this or because it's not because Joe Barry's defense is playing any better. Do you get that, Grant? Do you get the sense that nobody wants to see the defense actually get credit? Like, go back to Dennis's email that said, well, it's the players that are getting it done. It's not Joe Barry and his lackluster defense. 
Yeah, I, I just think people have been out on Joe Barry. So anything that happens, I, I don't know that that's going to change a lot of folks' mind. But he right. gets credit for whether it's motivating or organizing or teaching or leading, putting those guys in a place to make plays, and then they make the play. He gets credit for that, right? It's not like the players in him are completely disconnected. They're one in the same. Right. I completely agree. Completely agree. It... it, 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 it how do I say this? Joe Barry, if this defense continues to perform and they stay near the top 10 in scoring and they continue to pressure quarterbacks and they're not giving up big drives at the most inopportune times and the offense is scoring and not putting the defense in bad positions, Joe Barry's going to be here next year. Now, that's a lot that has to happen, don't get me wrong. But if you had to make a determination right here, right now, as to whether or not Joe Barry has upped his game a little and is doing an adequate or better than adequate job with the defense, you would probably have to say that he's doing a better than adequate job. That may not make people happy, but that's the case. Uh, I, You can't make up stuff to get rid of a guy. You either want him to stay or you don't. And if you if, if the eyeball test just says no, then and you just don't want him there because you just don't feel he's the guy to take you to a next level, that's fine. But for those that like to throw stats or scores, um, you know, remember this team had, uh, after five or six games, the defense had been on the field for almost two and a half quarters more than the offense because the offense was going three and out, three and out, three and out, turnover, three and out. You know, they weren't getting the job done. So I, I'm i just – it would be hard for me right now to go, yeah, especially now think about this, losing Rasul Douglas, no Rudy Ford, no Darnell Savage, no Jair Alexander, and they're still getting it done. Somebody's got to get credit for that, right? So I, I get that there's people that don't want to see Joe Barry return, but so far the, there's been justification there for his return. The last That's three all. years, hasn't the defense peaked and really played their best ball at the right time at the end of the year? Yeah. And and don't forget, I mean, you go back a couple of years, uh, you know, the defense in that 13-win season, when the Packers hosted San Francisco at home, it was the defense that kept them in the game. Yeah. In that playoff game, the defense played well. The offense and the special teams flat out sucked. But it was the defense that kept them in the game. So they have gotten better as the season's gone on. You're right. You're right. Dave says now the defense is playing better. Could we surmise that maybe Rasul Douglas was a part of the problem? No, because then you would say, well, would Jair be a part of the problem? Or was Rudy Ford a part of the problem? Or was Darnell Savage a part of the problem? I think, and every guy in there will tell you that he was a leader. They respected him. Rasul Douglas wasn't – he was the one that kind of held guys accountable. And maybe that's part of it was the accountability that he held guys to up until this up until this point. Um, until he got traded, caused the level of play to rise. You know, because they replaced him with Valentine. Carrington Valentine took his spot. Carrington Valentine's played well. He's – you know, he got picked on right away. But then after he got picked on and learned a few things, he started to play well. You can see him coming on. Like I said, he's got a little bit of swagger to him, and I like that. So, yeah, go ahead. Well, one thing I want to see from Joe Barry, Bill, we talked about this cycle 
with Barry, right? Where the beginning of the year, we think they have all this talent. It doesn't look good. Guys get injured. Guys get traded. And then at the end of the year, we're like, oh, actually, the defense plays okay. I I want the end of this season to now translate into the beginning of next year. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to get to week one next year and feel like we're starting from scratch all over again. And we have to go through all this. Like, Carrington Valentine and Corey Valentine, Rudy Ford, guys have played nicely over their skis. Like, this is good. They're playing above their weight class, probably. But are they guys who can go out on the field week one next year as your plan start? Probably not. I I want one year to build into the next and into the next. And it and it feels like that's never the case with Joe Barry. Right. Um, that I would agree with. And, and, and I, I could go with you on that. They gave up 20 to the Bears. They gave up 25 to the Falcons, but they should have won that game. They could have kicked that field goal and chose not to. They had a couple of really bad penalties that put them in a bad situation. Uh, the defense gave up 25 points, admittedly, but they only gave up 18 to the Saints or 17 to the Saints. The the Lions, that was a different game. They got dump trucked, but then they gave up 17 to the Raiders, 19 to the Broncos, 24 to the Vikings, three to the Rams, um, 23 to the Steelers, 20 to the Chargers, and 22 to the Lions. The problem hasn't been the defense. When you're losing a game to the Raiders 17-13, when you're losing a game to the Broncos 19-17, you know, the the problem's not the defense. There's a couple of games that this team should have won, and they didn't because the offense was so bad. So, I mean, a couple of people said, well, it takes them a half a season to get going. I, I, I can understand that. But they did their job against Atlanta for the most part. Now, the problem was the run game. The run game was terrible early on. Bijan Robinson just ran all over them, and I'll admit that. But the Raiders game uh, played well. And that's, what, five games into the season? They played decent in, in Chicago. They played good against the Saints. That was the third game of the season. The Raiders, the Broncos, that was the fifth, sixth game of the season. I mean, they – they they've they've played pretty well you know i i I don't know what else to say i I, i'd like to be able to believe me for a long time i'd like to be able to jump on a statistic and go well there you go that's the reason it sucks but it's 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 not there it's just not there right now maybe down the stretch i don't know maybe this defense all of a sudden turns and joe barry goes conservative and they're you know living death by a thousand cuts again but i I don't know what to tell you because it's just it's it's not happening right now um, Greg says should have won the Steelers game as well. The refs missed the TUD. Uh, Marks the Shark says the biggest problem this year so far has been that David Bakhtiari's huge contract and getting nothing in return. But, Mark, I'll agree with you. It's, it, but that's not been the biggest problem this year. The biggest problem this year has been Aaron Rodgers' big contract and not being able to get additional players to fortify your team like they normally would because you don't have the ability to go out and spend the money. Yeah, you can talk about, you know, not getting a return on Bakhtiari, but you're not getting any return on Rodgers. Not only did you get – you got rid of his contract, but not only are you paying the money, but you're not even going to get that top draft choice, that first-round draft choice for him because he's not coming back if he plays 65% of the snaps. You you know, you got rid of Rodgers. You accelerated the salary cap hit. The next year is going to be a completely monetary different year. I 100% agree, but you had to bite the bullet for one year. Had to bite the bullet for one year. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 
Certainly uh, appreciate you being here. Hey, uh, don't forget this portion of the program brought to you by our buddy Gino and the gang down at Calderon Club, downtown Milwaukee, 838 Old World, 3rd Street. I'm going to be there tonight. I cannot wait. Uh, and then next week as well, we're going to actually we have a meeting at San Giorgio. So we're going to do both places within about five days. Calderon Club tonight, whether it's the spaghetti and meatballs, the spicy penny sashina, or heading over to San Giorgio and getting one of those pizzas. Oh, they're so good. So good. Uh, and I can't wait for the uh, the eggplant appetizer, the bruschetta, uh, and just great service and great people. And it's kind of like the who's who in Milwaukee walks through the door in there. Calderon Club and San Giorgio, 838 Old World 3rd Street, whether it's before a Bucks game, Marquette game, theater, concert, or you just want a great night out, date night out, family gathering, whatever it happens to be, two great places to go. That's Calderon Club and San Giorgio. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 12-31-2023. This weekend, this Sunday, this Sunday, don't forget, Waukesha downtown, they have the Christmas parade this Sunday. And if you're going to go watch it, I would highly recommend stopping into Nice Ash Cigar Bar. It's right there on 323 West Main Street. As a matter of fact, if the weather is a little inclement, you can sit inside, right inside the front window, and watch the parade go by. And uh, support downtown Waukesha. It's been a couple of years, obviously, since the parade tragedy. But but if you get a chance, head down that way, stop in, support one of our fine sponsors, and... You can watch the games. You can have a beverage. Uh, they Years past, they've put out some hot cocoa, too. So if you even want to walk in and do that. But they have live entertainment last night, tonight, tomorrow night. They'll have the games on all, all throughout the bar coming up on Sunday. And then the parade goes by. So stop in. TheNiceAsh.com. TheNiceAsh.com. 323 West Main Street. Downtown Waukesha. And you can go there and see for yourself. Um Wayne says, do you know what the Packers' available amount of money is under the cap projected to be, given given that Rodgers is coming off? I hear you and others referencing that. I don't remember, and I guess I'm curious to the kind of money that could be spent to strengthen the depth of this roster. Uh, I don't have the exact number. I know it between him and Bakhtiari, it could be uh, – I've heard anywhere from 45 to $65 million that they could be under the cap. Uh, I don't have it sitting here. I'm pulling it up as we speak because I I had it. Uh, I don't have it sitting here, like, directly in front of me. But 
I I believe uh, it's it's quite a bit that'll be adjusted. Now, uh, if you go into next year with some of the money that they have, depending on what they're going to do, they I mean, you look at like right now, like Sport Track has it at like six million dollars, but they have to officially let go of David Bakhtiari, so that'll be close to twenty million. They're going to get twenty-one million. They're going to get back, so that puts you at what twenty-seven million that they're under the cap. Um, some guys are going to get raises. Um, hmm. I'm trying to figure this out, but it's going to be. I got to feel that there's three or four guys that are going to have some money that's going to be moved, and others aren't going to be here. And it's going to go, prob- I-, I would say a fair guesstimate, a fair guesstimate would be right about 30 to $35 million, which is quite a bit of money, quite a bit of money. But that's, there's going to be moves made. Like right now, it won't tell you the exact amount, but there'll be some moves made. So, and, and they'll be back. I mean, as far as their... Their ability to manage that cap, it'll be back because uh, they've really done a pretty good job at getting ahead of the contracts, such as the Rashawn Gary and such. So, yeah, they'll be they'll be back. They'll be ready to go. So we got that uh, to kind of look forward to this year. Uh, Sammy says, "Is Jordan Love gone after this year?" No, no, I no, I, I, I if what I've said all along is this, is that. If Jordan Love looks as if he's really not the guy, depending on how the next six games play out, then I think at the very least you owe it to yourself, depending on where you draft, to look at quarterbacks. And you can get yourself a quarterback either to come in and compete for the job or if you believe that Sean Clifford could possibly be the guy or a veteran free agent that could be out in the open market as well that maybe you can get a little bit better price on that then comes in and competes for the job. Now, the problem is, and I know a lot of people yell about Kirk Cousins, one, he's coming off a major injury. But two, he's not going to want to come in and be a backup. He wants to be the starter, and he wants starter's money. So if you believe Love's the guy and it's going to be an open competition, you're not bringing in a guy like Kirk Cousins. Because he's not going to want to come in and compete for his job. He he wants to be the guy. And there's going to be plenty of other teams out there that need a veteran quarterback that don't have a quarterback now where they're going to say, you're the guy. So I think um, you're going to open it up competition-wise. But if he continues to play well, I mean, over the last four weeks, the third best rated quarterback in the National Football League overall through the whether it's the ESPN stats or the Pro Football Focus stats has been Jordan Love over the next over the last 4 weeks Jordan Love has been one of the better high-end quarterbacks in the National Football League so if he continues to trend that way then no you're not you know he'll be here you're not going to do anything with him you're not even going to look in a different direction there's no reason to all you do is try to cultivate Sean Clifford maybe Bring in another guy as you know a backup to the backup, so to speak. But beyond that, no, you're uh, you're good. Just then you can then you can spend money on holes that you need to fill for veterans, whether it's a left tackle, um, another corner, whatever it is you want to do, another wideout, veteran wideout, or you know then you've got your draft that's ahead of you. 
But I think you do need another veteran here or there. I don't think it's easy just to come in and just all of a sudden play left tackle. Not that the left tackle position for the Packers has been bad. It, it was not great early on, but the offensive line has kind of settled in. Not a great run-blocking offensive line, but the pass-blocking offensive line, one of the better ones in football. Can't argue that. So I don't think they're going to go out and get themselves a quarterback, at least not right now, but you got to wait for the rest of the season to kind of play itself out, at least in my opinion. 877 1670. If you want to uh, find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. 877-867-1670. We are going to get an eye on the enemy upcoming as uh, Soren Soren Petro Petro is going to be joining us. Uh, Hosts uh, down there in Kansas City. And he is uh, on 810. 810 Radio down there in Kansas City. Sports talk show host. And he's going to give us a load on the eye on the enemy when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs coming to town. And I want to I want to get more when you talk about their depth chart, uh, Rasheed Rice. I want to get more on him because he has really kind of come on over the last couple of weeks. He's become kind of a favorite. And does that mean a guy like Marquez Valdez Scantling is finding the bench more often? You don't have to worry about his speed downfield because of that just ugly, very much highlighted drop that he had a few weeks back. So we're going to talk with him, Sky Moore, Justin Watson, those guys getting a little more playing time. And then we'll find out, uh, obviously, who they think might uh, be the defendant against Travis Kelsey when it comes to the game this coming Sunday. What they're thinking. Stay tuned. We're going to talk some Kansas City Chiefs football coming up next. Stay right where you're at. We'll be back right after this. 